Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the first episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I am that woman that did not give you a return on your sale item in store, <laughs> Willie Mohanlon. And beside me is... The woman that was demanding the return for that sale item in store, Annie Gan. And together we are a paranormal investigating duo, similar to <laughs> the X-Files. Um, <laughs> But a lot more serious, to be honest with you. And um, not half as god darn sexy, William. Yeah, I'm more of the Scully. You're more of the Mulder. <laughs> in a change up to what your <laughs> tiny brains would probably have perceived us to be. Uh, each week we uh, discuss and go into extreme detail a paranormal tale, get to the bottom of it, um, discuss it and Basically, do all the groundwork for you so you can sit at home and eat ice cream and crisps on the couch. <laughs> well, listen to our sultry voices. And yes, we both are Irish. So if we are sounding a little familiar to your ears, it's that we have been reborn this year from our former incarnation of a little podcast called What the Fuck is in This Book? Um, a name which we had to give up for litigation reasons and uh, the court case is pending. So if you'd like to find any of our extensive back catalogue, you can find them all on our Patreon at Mysteries of the Unexplained. Now, Annie... I have a chilling story for you today. Mm. Terrifying is what I'd describe it as. <laughs> and uh, we are going to get into it right now. Annie, today I bring you a story steeped in mystery. In fact, it is the definition of mystery, meaning it is mystifying and in a sense, misty. But it's not science related, it's more creepy. It's actually more creepy misty. 
Our story begins on the 11th of November in 1945 in a small town of Bennington, which sits in the southwestern corner of Vermont, USA, a sleepy town with a population of approximately 11,000. A small group of hunters had descended on the town, a regular occurrence, and were searching for a local guide to aid them on their journey due to the lack of knowledge they possessed of the surrounding terrain. After talking to many locals, they were directed to an experienced man by the name of Middy Rivers. Morning, fellas. I hear you're looking for a guide for them there mountains. We sure are, sir. I, I'm a... <laughs> we sure are, sir. I'm Annie Gann, and myself and the guys here are looking to... It'll cost you, fellas. Oh, of course, sir. What um, what does a f- fella like you charge for? Uh, Guess my say? age, fellas. Uh, oh, oh, sir, I, I couldn't. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Guess it, pansy. Uh, that's that's quite rude, sir. That's quite rude. Seventy-four. Anyway, let's talk payment on the trip, fellas. You city boys are missing out on valuable hunting time. Say, you like dressing in women's clothes, my boy? It, oh well, sir, I am a woman. Holy smokes, little lady, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Middy, Middy Rivers, 74 and still got it. I know these rivers and forests like the back of my hand. I spent most of my youth in those forests. My first kiss was with a fish. Anyway, let's go, pansy boys. (laughs) Middy was an excellent guide. He showed the hunting group all the best spots to find deer, points on the river that were rich in fish, and an ideal place to set up camp. The first day was exactly how the hunters imagined, being out in nature, hunting, shooting deer and exchanging stories around a campfire at night. However, the following day, November 12, 1945, things would take a peculiar turn. The group had spent much of the day tracking deer and were now on their way back to camp, travelling along a path known as the Long Trail. Might put an echo on that. With Middy leading the way back to camp, some of the group members started to notice that Middy was picking up pace and after some minutes he disappeared into the foliage on the path ahead. The group didn't put much pass on this and assumed Middy was simply walking ahead to ensure he had a fire ready for them when they arrived back at camp. However, when the group arrived back at camp, there was no fire and more alarmingly, no sign of Middy Rivers. As the hours went by, the group became anxious and began their search for Middy. Perhaps he had fallen down a bank or injured himself, but no sign of Middy would ever be seen again. Park rangers and locals searched for weeks, baffled that a man with extensive knowledge of the local terrain could simply disappear in a forest he knew so well. Their only finding was a single round of rifle ammunition that lay pointing upright on a rock beside a small stream. The disappearance of Middy Rivers was shocking to such a small community, but the disappearance was not the only mysterious occurrence to have happened on The Long Trail. A mere 12 months later, on the 1st of December 1946, at approximately 4pm, a girl by the name of Paula Weldon, an 18-year-old student of Bennington College, decided to go for a winter walk after spending all day inside working her shift in the college canteen. Thanks for your help today, Paula. Got any plans for the afternoon? Oh, no problem, Miss O'Hanlon. You know, I really enjoy working here. Plans? Well, I think I'm just... Well, I think I'm just going to go for a walk to clear my head. 
Nothing exciting. Paula grabbed her thick coat from the coat stand. Oh, darling, what a gorgeous red coat. A modern red riding hood, if you will. <laughs> red riding hood? I hope I don't meet any wolves. <laughs> Paula said her goodbyes and headed out into the cold December air. Miss O'Hanlon watched Paula walk into the snowy landscape of Bennington for a few moments, then carried on with her day. That girl is useless. <laughs> Paula decided to walk up the long trail and as she did met quite a few locals on her journey a lost hiker remembers her clearly as she had given them directions back to town Paula continued her walk even encountering an elderly couple walking in the same direction to which she greeted as she passed by the elderly couple later stated that they watched Paula's red figure round the corner on the trail before them and disappeared from sight as they themselves rounded the corner, they expected to see her, but Paula and her red coat were nowhere to be seen. When Paula didn't show up for college the next day, a search began. A search involving 600 volunteers and a $5,000 reward failed to turn up any evidence. Paula Weldon had simply vanished into thin air. Fast forward to exactly three years to the day of Paula Weldon's disappearance and a Bennington local by the name of James Tetford was returning home to Bennington after visiting relatives in St Albans. This was a regular journey for Mr Tetford and he greeted the bus driver as he boarded. Evening Annie, sure is a cold one today. Sure is Mr Tetford. Do you need some help with your luggage? Oh, oh no, I can manage just fine. Hope you have that rear seat all warmed up for me now. Sure do, Mr. Tefford. Mr. Tefford always settled at the rear of the bus with his luggage beside him. The bus continued its journey to Bennington, but as it pulled into the depot that evening, James Tefford was nowhere to be seen. The last time any of the passengers had seen Tefford was at Arlington, which was the last stop before Bennington. No one even remembered seeing him walking down the aisle of the bus, let alone departed. Perhaps Mr. Tetford had never boarded the bus. Or maybe it was a case of mistaken identity, you might assume. But that doesn't explain how Mr. Tetford's coat and luggage were neatly left on a seat at the rear of the bus where the passengers and driver were positive they had seen him sit. James Tetford was never seen again. Now there's a pattern forming here if you could comprehend that, listeners. Can you get that into your head? <laughs> we'll continue. <laughs> the following year, on October 12th, an eight-year-old boy by the name of Paul Jepson sat in the passenger seat of the family truck as he and his mother made their way to feed the family pigs at the far end of the farm. After a short journey, his mother left the truck to tend to the animals a short distance away. Paul sat in the passenger seat looking on as his mother fed the pigs. When his mother returned to the truck a few minutes later, Paul was nowhere to be seen, sending his mother into a panic. Paul! Paul! My baby! Where are you? Paul! Her scream alerted other family members and neighbours who joined in the search for the missing boy. The police were alerted immediately and using bloodhounds picked up a scent which left the truck in a straight line to a nearby crossroads. Unfortunately, this is where the bloodhounds stopped and lost the scent. A search began of the nearby area and the police soon realised that this was the same area that Paula Weldon had gone missing a few years previous, 
Not only that, but more chillingly, when they asked his mother what her son had been wearing, she replied, Oh, why, just a pair of jeans and an old jumper and his favourite bright red coat, officer. My God! The officer put out the call. Unfortunately, Paul Weldon was never seen again. The disappearances continued. A short two weeks later, Frida Langer, leaving her husband back at camp, decided to go on a walk with her cousin, Herbert Eltzner. Honey, me and Herbert are going to go for a walk. We'll catch up with you later. Uh, uh, can I come, dear? No, honey, you cannot. I just want some time alone with my cousin is all. But maybe I could just like lag behind. Like it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice day, don't you think? Damn it, just stay at the freaking camp. No, you, you know how much you annoy me. Can I just go for a walk with my lover? I mean, I mean, my cousin. Shortly after beginning their walk, Frida fell into some muddy water and told Herbert she was heading back to camp to get changed and would rejoin him shortly. After an hour, Herbert became impatient and decided to confront his cousin on why she had left him waiting on her in the forest alone. Herbert returned to camp and quickly found that Frida had in fact never made it back. The police again were quickly informed and a large team of 500 volunteers and a search aircraft spent a week looking for Frida, but the missing camper could not be found. Seven months passed and in May 1951 a badly decomposed body was found out in the open by the Somerset Reservoir. It was soon identified as that of Frida Langer. Hauntingly, no cause of death was ever determined and even stranger was the fact that no reason was given as to why Frida's body was found in an area that had been extensively searched previously by sniffer dogs. Five people missing. All went missing in a small area. All went missing in winter. All of which had witnesses close by to offer evidence. Are these tragic coincidences or is there something more sinister else at play? Well, Annie, during my extensive research, I stumbled across a number of corpses. I mean, theories. These, these corpses, damn, damn it, theories. Corpses doesn't even rhyme with theories. Ranged from serial killers to tragic coincidences to downright bizarre. The Native Americans who settled in Bennington before Bennington was even Bennington refused to even set foot on Glastonbury Mountain believing it was a cursed place where four spirits dwelled, eternally quarrelling. Tribes told stories passed down to them, telling of warriors who disappeared into portals opening up in the ground beneath them. Does this perhaps explain the mysterious case of James Tetford and how he vanished while on his bus journey? Or is it a case of extraterrestrial abduction? Many witnesses have seen strange lights in the sky throughout the years over the town of Bennington and the surrounding areas. In fact, in 1984, one man claimed to have seen a flying silo hovering over a forest adjacent to the town. (laughs) (laughs) A flying silo? (laughs) Like, how weird is that? Somebody was smoking a bit of something. (laughs) Perhaps some of these people were taken by Bigfoot. In the early 1900s, a group of travellers reported a terrifying encounter with a tall, fur-covered creature with glowing eyes on Glastonbury Mountain. When trying to make their way to the top of the mountain, 
a tall creature let out a terrifying roar and attacked their stagecoach, knocking it over and sending the travellers running back towards the town. These findings didn't stop there, and in 2003, a man by the name of Ray Dufresne spotted a tall, fur-covered creature making its way along Grastonbury Mountain. Or, chillingly, was this nothing more than a cold-blooded killer? In 19, sorry, in 1892, a resident of Bennington named Henry MacDowell was jailed for killing a co-worker with a rock. He claimed voices. <laughs> <coughs> sorry, that is not funny. Someone died. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice is getting weak from all the talking. <laughs> He claimed voices had told him to commit the gruesome attack and was sent to an asylum where he later escaped. Many locals believe it was him that was responsible for these missing souls. However, at the time of the attacks, Henry would have been in his 70s and some argue he would not have had the stamina to carry out the attacks. Nor does it explain the disappearance of James Tetford. Whatever had terrified the town of Bennington seems to have vanished like its victims without a trace the disappearances have stopped perhaps only sleeping or lying in wait until its next victim passes by what do you think of my story (laughs) i don't like it (laughs) i know and can i just say before we discuss this that while i was researching the story my phone went missing and i couldn't find anywhere and i have an iphone so i put on the find my iphone and it was just like your phone cannot be found. And I was like, my phone has gone through a portal and is now in Bennington. But then later on, I found it outside in the rain in a puddle. What? Yeah. Was it okay? Is everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's actually fine. Okay. But well, I did kind of get a bit hyped up. And I was not, like, oh my God, my <laughs> phone's gone to another dimension. <laughs> no, that's so not weird at all. <laughs> it's completely normal. <laughs> as, as you were, as you were baiting on there through it you know like boring our listeners to death i was writing a list of things that do like um according to your research could possibly have been the culprits number one a sprightly 70 year old man uh, could be maybe number two a sasquatch number three a murder number four aliens or number five somebody who has a particular (laughs) aversion to the color red yeah, well, or else the portals. What? The the Native Americans had said that there was portals. Oh, wait now, I forgot. <laughs> I'm just writing it. Portals. Sorry, that, that's probably the most shocking <laughs> one, Annie. Portals to another dimension. That's actually a very reasonable idea that I had left out of my um, causes for the disappearance of people. You know what? It's actually kind of making me just like I was entertained. And then halfway through, I just started feeling weird in my head. And I was like, I don't like it. Yes, who's going on holiday to Bennington (laughs) and is camping on the long trail? This winter. Oh is it bad? With our red tent <laughs> and our red coats <laughs> and red pants that I got at special offer, which will keep us warm and will help us blend in with the scenery. 
I'm just I'm just imagining some kind of um like like uh, possessed um stylist like that just jumps out of the oh. ditch and I was like I told you not to be wearing that color it does not suit your skin tone and then just like murders them because they're wearing the red but uh, hopefully it's just a portal to another dimension it's kind of weird when you're trying to decide between would you rather it be a murderer or would you rather it be aliens mm. I don't really know well, who would you have a better time with some people think it was it was the sprightly 70 year old um, Henry MacDell because there was actually a man by the name of John Harper and he was hunting in Bickford Hollow. That's like it's kind of south of Glastonbury Mountain. And he he uh, never returned back to wherever he was supposed to be returning back to. And uh, they sent out a search party, but they did actually find his body. Okay. Uh, and it was just it was dragged off the trail but they concluded that he had been attacked and killed with his own rifle um Ooh. but the killer was never the killer was never identified and some people say that that's evidence that was Hendrix <laughs> I love the way they're like that's evidence it was your man the 70 year old and it's just like that is not evidence that he, he just died someone he died someone killed him it doesn't mean that this that fellow was still in the area no, Henry's I- actually really nice and like he's not that type of person <laughs> I mean we dated for a, a short while lover. it wasn't he's serious a great lover. but he's very tender person and, and plus and he, he killed really some- <laughs> he killed somebody with a rock like he doesn't sound like a master mind like killer that can like maybe he just threw the stone and it hit the guy the wrong way i want to give that fellow the benefit of the doubt i would like to say this sounds like the two of us had an affair with henry mcdowell (laughs) and we're trying to cover up his tracks things i mean the the rock just flew out of his hand and it hit him in the head yeah it's been very slim pickings in 2020 we're hoping better for 21 but um i i I think the i think the thing that freaked me out the most was the guy disappearing off the back of the bus like whoa i just Hmm. i i am just imagining this kind of x-file scenario where he just turned into gloop and then just slid down the chair and like and then like out the exhaust pipe of the bus as it went along (laughs) (laughs) well uh yeah you just kind of like or someone opened the window and it was like the bus was really speeding on he just went like hey hey can we close the window hey (laughs) and then someone 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 was just like what what was that or else like i always used to see remember those old buses like the exit door was the back of the bus yeah maybe the exit door was just like a little bit ajar and he like leaned back into a doze and his chair just flipped over tipped him out and then flipped back up again yeah and then kind of like yeah in the space of somebody like turning around from their newspaper like the door was closed again and that you know freak accidents do happen or maybe it was one of those buses where you think it's a bathroom on the bus but it's actually the exit door well, Annie, you have done thorough investigating yourself with my story there and come up with maybe it was this, maybe it was that. But can I just say that there is a clue staring you right in the face? What is... What? In each of these incidences, a woman by the name of Annie Gan <laughs> appears in each scenario. <laughs> Didn't she, Annie? <laughs> And Annie, why is it that you have never dyed your own hair red, but you've dyed it blonde, brown, black over the years and it's never been red, Annie? 
because it wouldn't match the outfits that I steal from the people <laughs> walking the long trail. <laughs> this case is now closed and we've come to the conclusion it was in fact Annie Gann. <laughs> and we're now going to take a break and come back with you with a lighthearted section called Ask Annie Anything. Join us in a minute. 
I can't. Okay. Like, it's okay. Like, I get a musical if you're just going to sing from the start. That's fine. But if you're going to act like it's a normal thing, and then the two of you are in a room mm. having a conversation, being like, do you want some coffee? Yes, please. And then you break into song. It ju- I can't be doing with that. I, d- I don't... I don't get you're it. You're not a musical. Don't get you're the not genre. a musical girl. Mm-mm, don't get the genre. Don't understand it. Like, don't... Uh, can't doesn't compute and the just pure cringiness of, of it in Mamma Mia like I only seen five second clips of it when it's on TV because I have to turn it over straight away because it makes me want to tear my eyeballs out throw them down the street rip out my ear canals and feed them to the dog you'd probably be more suited to Mamma Mia too where Cher's in it she's the grandmother and she's just there was something in the hell that night stars no. were bright <laughs> No, no. Oh. <laughs> would you not? Would you not think that that'd be more suited to you? I'd nearly watch it for her because she's such a fucking yeah. legend. But I can't because it would make me die. I would die an unhappy woman. I think. Sure, not okay, withstanding. Thank you, thank you. No musicals, please. Thank you. Next. Next question, Annie, is what is the grossest sounding English word to you? I'm I, I'm not in that camp of people that think it's moist. I don't really mind that too much, if you know what I mean. William. My name. <laughs> yeah, William. You're William. scaring me now. <laughs> Incoherent. <laughs> Gibberish. I know, but when you say it over and over again, it's just, it's like, it's a horrible... It leaves a horrible taste on your tongue. If you lived in a tribal society, what role would you play? Would you be the hunter-gatherer? Would you be the shaman? Would you be a chieftain? Or... Uh, I, think I would so be the shaman. Like, I would, would so want to be... Yeah, I want to be that in real life anyway, not in a tribal society. Like, I want to be that old lady, like, that has, like, a rake of dogs and a rake of cats and, like, doesn't wear a bra <laughs> and they're hitting off my knees the whole time and, like, oh. I haven't brushed my hair in years. Sounds it's like you really have a dreadful. Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really dreadlocks but it's just kind of mashed itself into one big great dreadlock and then people like fall out with their fellas and they come over and they're like uh, they're like oh I'm having a row with me fellas and off prick and I'm like and I like I tell them like to cut off a bit of his pube hair or something and I, I make uh, like a potion out of it and um then he gets like uh, a severe but not life-threatening rash on his um, nether regions and then it teaches him like to be true to his woman and I'm just sitting down the street watching Coronation Street smoking fags being like my job here is done. Okay you've obviously blurred the lines between a woman who is kind of um, a little bit rough and lives in her lives (laughs) in a council estate possibly (laughs) and smokes 90 million fags and loves burning it about other people's problems and but but she doesn't wear a bra and and loves his curry yeah but i want to be a woman of the people will i don't want to live out in the wilderness like i'm just the same as everybody else you're a popular woman in the estate then is it if you come to my house and give me 20 quid or a bag of cans, I will solve your marital problems I just, for you. Like, I, just I do have, have um, powers. I just have visions of, like, going to you as a, a shaman woman or whatever, and that you have, like, frosted tips, and you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hell <coughs> 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 yeah, come on in. Tell me our problems, yeah. 
I'm Diddy, like crafty. Diddy now. Diddy, the prick. <laughs> Diddy, right. Right. Okay. Right. No worry. I'll fucking sort him out. Turn on, Carrie. Boil that like, Cross me palm with silver or lottery tickets. Yeah. Whichever you have handy. <laughs> lottery tickets, preferably. Scratchies are, are number one. Scratchies. Ah, right, love. And then when, then when I'm leaving the tent after you said that you're going to sort me out, you're standing at the door smoking um, a fag and you're like this. I don't worry, love. I'll sorry. All right, love. You go home now. And I'm like, thanks, Shaman. Thanks, Shaman Annie. And I'm walking away and then there's a queue of other people and she's like, well, love, come on in. Get out. It's fucking, it's fucking freezing, isn't it? Like I, I kind of um, feel that that's Sorry kind of Will Do I want to be the shaman Or do you want to be the shaman I don't, I don't mind To be honest with you I'll play whichever <laughs> character you want Me too <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that is the end of our Ask Annie this week um, So join us in a few minutes When we get to some breaking news for you guys And welcome back for your Breaking news this evening Annie Californian man dressed as Santi gets stuck in power lines. <laughs> <laughs> a northern Californian man impersonating Santa Claus and flying on a powered parachute was rescued Sunday after he became entangled in power lines, authorities said. The incident happened shortly after the man took off, as, took off near a school in Rio Linda to deliver candy canes. <laughs> to... <laughs> to deliver candy canes to children in his community he flew into the maze power lines and wound up suspended in them a federal aviation administration spokesperson told kcra tv told sorry told mystery of the unexplained podcast the man who was who the man who wasn't identified was not injured video from the rescue shows the red and white and blue aircraft dangling overhead santa sat fastened to the pilot's seat neighbors watched from the ground as crows worked colleen bolsman who lives nearby said the pilot flies overhead often he flies just around so people can see and he flies around people's houses <laughs> she said this was the first time he was in a santa suit though you guys got any liquor and that video shall be posted on our patreon for you guys can all look at the rescue um of santa <laughs> <laughs> I just have like uh, I just love the idea of a man being like you know what this year I'm actually gonna I'm gonna dress as Santa and I'm gonna fly over I'm gonna fly over the town I'm gonna drop candy canes to the children they're gonna wave at me and it'll be like Christmas is here and then he's cutting power, cutting power lines like power shut off people are like this is the worst Christmas ever <laughs> and I love the way it's like he wasn't named yeah, um, he was because he's Santa Claus. Could you imagine? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sir. Can you give me your name just so we can get it for the report? Um, Santa. Okay, no, I, I, I know your dress is your dress is Santa, but what's your actual Claus, Mister Claus? <laughs> I can't. I just can't. You know what? It's only just the start of the new year and you've already just dragged me into a world of fucking weirdness and I just 
just don't know if I can do this Oh my anymore. god. We're on the first episode. Uh, <laughs> by the last one, I'm going to be locked up in a facility somewhere. Oh my god. Oh, listen, Will, will you tell these beautiful people where they can find us online? But Annie, we need to say thank you very much to our latest little Patreon subscriber, whose name is Becky Walters McCully. Thank you, Becky. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Walters McCully. Miss Walters McCully, you don't know what you've done for us, Miss Walters McCully. What would we do without you? No, come here to me now. Did I tell you a thing about you? Oh, listen, this isn't going well. No, I'm only messing. Thank you so much, Becky. You were putting food on the plate of our children. You were putting love into the hearts of our neighbours. You were putting hope into the imagination of the world. That is, that is hot and heavy. Annie is coming in hot (laughs) and heavy with that one. Um, But you can follow our journey on Instagram, if you wish, at Mysteries of the Unexplained Pod. So why don't you join us there? So guys, if you would like to catch up with our back catalogue of our previous show, which is called What the Fuck is in this Book? A similar pile of shite with me and Will ranting on about Mysteries of the Unexplained from a book that scared the life out of us as children, you can find a wealth of knowledge, expertise and beauty at our site at patreon.com. Just follow us at Mysteries of the Unexplained. Uh, it's going to make a big difference to your life, guys. It's really going to change how you look at the world, probably for the negative. But let's just say we like opening your hearts. Until next week, Annie, we shall close this book. We shall close this report, I should say. And uh, let the people digest the information. Join us next week for more mysteries. Mysteries. Of the the unexplained. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.